Warning, ProTri News is a podcast with different opinions, knowledge and possibly fake news about triathlon racing. This is not for the faint of heart. If you get offended or hurt by what is said, please stop listening and go listen to some uplifting meditation music or just go work out, then try again. Hello, welcome to another episode of ProTri News. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Uh, Mark, how many more years until you get to celebrate Father's Day? Uh, as many as it takes me to pass away and die. Uh, kids aren't on the radar at the moment. Um, so, you know, I celebrate it for my father every year. Top bloke. Um, off playing Father's Day mini golf. Correct, correct. He can be the father for all of us on the show. He's the uh, he's certainly the dad one, isn't he? The definitely, pod. definitely the dad of the podcast. Mark, <laughs> you went to uh, Wales this weekend to go watch the challenge race. I did not go to Wales to go watch the challenge race. I went to Wales to go to a friend's wedding that happened to have Challenge Wales coming right past the venue. And when I saw the road the venue was on, I couldn't believe that the race was coming past it. Mental course. Can't believe that was a pro field. It Like high, high hedgerows, single width. Like American trucks would take the entire road. No way you're getting two vehicles past it. And it was open to traffic in both directions. And like... It was some downhills where people are doing like 45, 50 mile an hour down country lanes like that. It was utterly madness. But yes, I did, mate. Yeah. Good grief. And Chelsea, you were at a race as well. Yes, sir. I was at the Kitzbühel Continent European Cup over here in Austria. The most well-organized and well-run race I've ever seen in my life. It was astounding. That's a big accolade, Chelsea. You've been to a lot of races. I have, Mark, but Kitzbühel, number one. Is wow. and also the backdrop is like it's a postcard in every direction you look. It was really cool. It's beautiful. It sits in the bottom of the valley, doesn't it? It's just gorgeous. Why was the what makes it so good then? What 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 does a race need to do to get that kind of praise from Chelsea Burns? Well, they had <clears throat> they had about six million volunteers. They had uh, <laughs> about six million signs saying "Kids Fuel" put everywhere. Like there were letters floating in this lake saying. Kids pool. It was like just every detail. They had an amazing announcer. They had a great playlist. Most better than most weddings I've been to. <laughs> well, that was cool. It was a two day. The first day was super sprint heats, and then the second day was an eliminator format, pretty similar to Super League, and how Montreal is going to look this weekend. Um, so it just gives like the Conti Cup crowd, which is a pretty young group of mainly Europeans over here in the like 20 to 25 kind of age group, a really good chance to do these super sprint and just transition heavy focused races. So it was fun to watch. And you're going to talk us through the Montreal one when we do the up and coming, are you like the format and how it's going to work? I will. I'm Perfect. here for it. How are you, Carl? We, we, you always introduce us and we always forget to ask you. Are you good? I'm doing all right. Yeah. Um, celebrating Father's Day down south side with my dad uh we did barbecue so one of our one of the four main major food groups in our family it's either italian steak barbecue or uh tacos so good to see we're staying with our staples it's a solid stable diet selection yeah so this oh who are we sponsored by we are sponsored by inside tracker inside tracker is a great way to get your biometrics measured on what's going on inside your body. Um, for many years, I personally have always wondered 
uh, what goes on exactly inside my body as an athlete? Because some workouts are better than others. Is it diet? Is it this? Is it that? Do I need to start taking vitamins? I'm 30 years old now, so things don't exactly work the same way they did when they're when I was 20. So um, Inside Tracker was a great way for me to see what goes on inside my body that I wouldn't normally know. Can I ask a question? No. Does Inside Tracker weigh in on whether barbecue is a food group or not? Uh, yeah. All they tell me into your low iron because oh, I guess there's quite a lot of iron. In it's there, great. It? Yeah, it's a lot of iron and brisket. So um, I'm actually. I feel like I could probably go do a pretty hard run workout at the track since I'm pretty high on iron right now. So I had to do the home kit as we don't have the walk-in test centers here, but done my home kit uh, and sent off. So I will be giving you my results to see just how Ooh. old I am. And I'm, I'm a little bit nervous, to be honest. I'm glad I did it before this weekend because I feel about 55 right now. But I'm worried I'm going to come up mid-40s. Man. I'm excited. In two weeks, I get my second test, which will I'll be able to measure like my first test to the second test. Oh, and, and see if so, you've made changes. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be really yeah. good. Well, so thank you to Inside Tracker for continuing to support us. Um, we do appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Um, we had kind of like a soft weekend of racing. We had 70.3 Switzerland. Yuri Colin won the race. Um, we've kind of been busting his balls lately about his... Uh, yeah, I busted his balls once, didn't I? Was it Mallorca, I think it was, where he was disqualified but took the tape, carried on running um, for drafting. But there's no accusations of drafting. And uh, he's banged down a performance that he's sort of shown he's probably capable of with a really, really solid win. So, yeah, congratulations, Yuri, on a first win. And then second place was Nicholas Mann, and third place, Matias Cesarelli. And then 70.3 Luxembourg, uh, Emma Pallant-Brown had a dominant victory over... I mean, that's got to be the least surprising win of the season, isn't it? Like, yeah. she's just a different class of athletes to those ladies, who are all, you know, good pro athletes, but Emma is at the top of her game on that field, so... Uh, Lydia um, Danto got second, the name we keep saying, um, just because she seems to be doing some races at the moment. So, yeah, Lydia Danto yeah. got second. Are you guys excited to see Emma race this coming weekend at 70.3 European champs? She's got to be one of the main yeah. contenders, isn't she? I think I am most excited to see her compete. I think she probably will take the victory. Um, we'll, we'll be missing Holly Lawrence, obviously. Um, Ellie Salthouse and Ashley Jenner will be there as well. So, uh, And Ruth Assel, can't forget about her. I'm not sure if Ruth's racing. She might be. Um, I just looked. Emma won by seven and a half minutes, which is a hell of a nice race to get under your belt before you take on the European champs. Um, Ellie Salthouse, I saw, she's now leaving Australia till November. Yeah. That's what she posted, to do a tour of all these races because they're obviously stateside in here. So she won't be home till November. It's a big commitment. But yeah, we'll, we'll do forecasting racing, but certainly Emma Pallant got a nice one under her belt uh, this weekend. Challenge um, Wales, yes. which is where I was. So I alluded to it in the start. It was kind of mental. It was like um, the sort of race me and Kyle might do, an age group race for a lot of our listeners. Very small, open roads. It's the sort of thing I remember doing when I was like 15. And the swim was two laps. And uh, the Australian exit was 180 metres along the beachfront. But the, the path wasn't closed or roped off. So you had like... Aaron Royal come out leading, running full tilt down the beachfront. 
with people like walking their dogs and spectators holding like early morning ice creams and stuff watching this race. It was completely bizarre. The swim was really choppy. They then cut out onto the course and it comes to a roundabout, open traffic. As Aaron got there, he had to pause a little second whilst a fuel tanker was crossing the roundabout to go and fill up the, the petrol station in Tesco's. And then the course was madness. Um, but he took the win, Aaron Royal. He was the classiest athlete there. But it looks like a good all-round performance. In second place was Jack Hutchins. In third place, Harry Palmer. And there was quite a good depth on the uh, men's field. Unfortunately, there was a crash from one of the age group men. Quite seriously hurt themselves. But it kind of predictable. Um, on the women's side, it was interesting because there were three pro-female uh, athletes, of which one won the race, which was Lucy Birham. Um, then there was Tara Grosnova, who's another pro uh, female athlete. Then there was only one other. However, Tara took, I believe, second place in the pro field, but took sixth place overall because they got rolled by a bunch of uh, age group females. Um, uh, second place was Laura Addy, who was only a few minutes down off the win, who is a fan of the pod. So big up yourself, Laura. And then Megan McDonald. Um, Laura would have qualified for her pro time off this race. And her boyfriend is the guy that does the alternative pro try rankings. So now he's got to contend with a little bit of bias in his system. But uh, um, yeah, there were some pro females that got rolled by a whole bunch of age groupers. Oof. Mm, chafes, doesn't it? I think. Yeah. Um, what about Challenge Gdansk? I mean, Pablo Depina's back to winning ways. It's all I've, I've not, I'm not seen much on it. Pablo's a really classy athlete. He had so many podiums last year without that many wins. Um, and again, he's going into Elsnor next weekend. So a nice win for Pablo. Um, and then Marjorie Santa Maria uh, won the women's race. That's all yeah. I've got on Challenge Good Dance, really. Seems pretty easy weekend. Pretty straightforward. Pat's joined us. He's got back from mini golf. Happy Father's Day. I, uh, I did a four-hour ride this morning. I was on my bike at 5.25 a.m. Wow. I uh, did, did a big uh, bunch of climbing up in the mountains, came home, and then we were doing mini golf, go-karts, arcade uh, with Stanley and Gwen. So I apologize for my absence. You guys were six minutes into the show. Um, that's my bad. No, you're good. You're good. You want to tell us about your ride you get it this week that you were just absolutely shelled? Um, yes, I went out, uh, with a young, uh, you know, triathlete, uh, and she absolutely took, ripped my legs off and it took me three days to recover. Uh, it was horrible. So, um, are you willing to name names? Who are you out with? Do you have any guesses, Mark? I'm guessing Taylor Nib ripped your legs off, did she? Pretty good guess. Yeah. It was yeah. absolutely horrible. <laughs> um, so you know, it was, it was just, I told Kyle, I was like Thursday. I was completely just. Was she on her TT bike? No, it was on a road bike. Oh, what we did like, she half wheeled me. She half wheeled me all the way to the climb. And then she's like, okay, now we're, um, we're going to start the effort. And I was just like, uh, 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 what have we been doing the last 45 minutes? Cause I'm <laughs> completely boxed right now. <laughs> and so, um, yeah. It was, and was it she was, chatting your ear off the whole time as she's it was, Yes. Time? We chatted the entire time. It was, she did it. She, she absolutely crushed me with a smile on her face the entire time. But so, you were able to talk. Uh, I was not talking. No, it was, <laughs> it was absolutely You're being talked at. 
Yes, yes. It was a one-way conversation. I love a bit of that. Hey, at least you're one of the rare agents in the sport that can go out for a ride with their athletes. (laughs) A lot of the other agents in this game uh, certainly can't turn the pedals, that's for sure. Could you imagine imagine Christian Blumenfeld's agent going out for a bike ride with his press shirt? and Alex? Yeah. Yeah, I imagine Alex would ride a penny farthing, though, if he went out for a ride. (laughs) That's what I picture Alex riding. Um, He's, yeah, quite raw. Is Alex? Oh, unreal. Uh, so yeah, thanks, guys. Hey, no nice. worries. So we're going right. to do up and coming, and we're going to start with the triathlon uh, world tour C- CS Montreal. Um, we got a bit assassinated for not knowing what we're talking about by Chelsea last week, while she wasn't on the line. Um, so we're we're going to watch in for a perfect demonstration. Chelsea, what's going on Montreal this weekend? Okay. I wasn't like, going to assassinate you on my own. I definitely have had like some assassination requests from I wanted to say a few things to iron out some things we mentioned about the relay to maybe get, you know, the facts in order and make sure everyone knows what the relay, how it works. Because while I do realize that most of our listeners probably don't give a shit about world triathlon and they care about long course, I think it is our duty to educate them and we have can you hear me everyone's uh, skipping yeah it's you're skipping a little quite bit, a bit you're a little bit difficult you went a bit difficult we got educating oh. we got you, you're good okay. but your internet well, in portugal go again okay wow i just gave such a monologue and i don't want to say it again but i just wanted to like clarify some things in the relay so you heard me say that right Yes. yes. Yes, and we're ready. We, we're, we're ready for clarification. Okay. So I think the biggest thing we need to realize is that the same people qualify for the relay and the individual. So having a relay specialist uh, doesn't. It just isn't going to work because that would mean not having someone race an individual would leave people out of the regular race, which would mean mean that the race doesn't have a full start list, which at the Olympics is just dumb. So I understand like you thinking that people, countries need to have these um, events where they do head to heads to pick someone who might be best at a relay. But at the end of the day, the IOC gives triathlon a certain quota for the events. And it really doesn't make any sense to have people who are just doing the relay and not yeah. doing the individual. What if your country knows your, that their only shot of a medal is in the relay? They don't have a shot with the individual. Would someone not sandbag the individual to put a specialist in? For to the try relay, and win if your only shot for the relay. Yeah. Like some nations, I mean, you know, there, there, yeah, there are that's... X number of men and women that can win this. Maybe five. I mean, I, can, can, I be, can I be even more direct and give an example? Yes. Yeah. I think the example, if I could go back in time and was in charge of picking for a high performance program like USA Triathlon, I would have suggested that somebody like Ben Canute forego 70.3 racing and just focus on the relay. Because what do we know about the men's, the the relay and the men's portion? Like you have to be a dynamite uh, swimmer and cyclist 
to ensure that you've made that for that front group and and ben has demonstrated in in relay world championships it's a, before it's an example isn't it where rather than yeah. just focus on ben because he happens to be a long course athlete as well that's what we'll get accused of though you are right like i think you i think usa should have focused on the relay to try and like that but i mean they did get the medal in it of course right. but, yeah. but it is important to realize that countries only qualify relay teams either like they need two women and two men in the individual and those athletes still have to be in the top 140 of the rankings to even be eligible for a relay so ben canute which i think we spent all of 2020 arguing that he shouldn't be going to the olympics would still need to be doing enough races to get the points to be in that top 140 which isn't like a super easy task so it's not like track and field where you have your relays and they qualify for that and then you have your individuals and that's a totally different event triathlon the way it's the relay and the individual is set up crosses over so much more so i think we just don't want to see things happening like already started happening in tokyo where countries like germany or canada were almost gonna like specifically leave individuals out of the individual race to focus on the relay which just kind of takes away from the individual race and potentially sets the ioc up for being like hey triathlon we're going to take away some of your spots because you're not using them all which really would suck for it is a it is an it is an unforeseen issue that has been created where countries that would withhold athletes in that scenario and i don't think that world triathlon thought that would happen as much as it did. And I think they're trying now with the relay first in the individual second, they're probably hoping that that doesn't happen in Paris. Would you agree, Chelsea? Yeah, I think that would be, um, I would agree. Yes. Fair assessment would be the word I was looking for. Anyways. Okay. So Montreal. Montreal. So we are, uh, Montreal is happening this coming weekend. It is our relay world championships, which usually happens in Hamburg, but which I told Kyle about a few days ago, it is happening in Montreal this year. In addition to a world series, unique eliminator format, um, set up as first day is prelims of a super sprint. 30 people qualify on for an eliminator format on the second day, which is three super sprints in a row. Well, with a little tiny break in the row, in a row, and ten people get eliminated every time. So it's similar to the way it worked last year. And I think the distances are like three hundred seven k, two k, or something, and the athletes have to reset up their transitions in about ten minutes if they continue to make it onto the rounds. So and the clock starts fun. running when the first person crosses the line. Yeah, I. I feel like they just have like a timestamp that they start oh, right. at. Okay, cool. That's how it worked cool. here in Kitzbühel, and I'm not positive how Montreal works. But no, that's Montreal, what I was thinking Super League. Yes, similar to Super League, but not identical. And Montreal, right. if you remember from last year, has an insane run out from the swim, and they got a lot of, I think, feedback that people were saying this nearly injured me because you end up running like – hundred miles barefoot over it's the three, it's it's three hundred yeah. meters barefoot uphill. Yeah. Both ways. Yeah. Wow. Both ways uphill in Montreal. That's really bad. But who, I, I, I'm not, I haven't looked at the course map, so I'm not, I think it is still a really long run. I'm not sure if it's identical to last year. Yeah. My understanding is, Chelsea, is that it is identical. It is the same course. It is identical. Confirmed. Yeah, the, run, the, the run out. Blimey. 
So you can watch Montreal Friday, Saturday, and Sunday next week. That's a lot of ICU triathlon. Okay. Chelsea, we did not close the loop, though, I think, on this relay stuff. Okay. I was saying that it was that these races are high stakes, and I'm not sure if that's what was being, you know, saying that wasn't true or not true, but can you give some context into how important these races are if you're trying to demonstrate that you're maybe relay capable in future races? Yes. So I think I posed the argument that Leeds Relay was a low stakes relay for the USA. They were trialing out an order, which clearly didn't really work for them. And I think they would probably in the future not use those athletes in that order again, based on what happened in Leeds. And the reason I say it is low stakes is because the USA, based on how they're usually performing in relays, is set up to pretty easily guarantee a spot for the Olympics in Paris. Um, A country like Germany, who we saw put in a pretty fiery team was uh, prepared for the fact that they aren't going to be racing in Montreal, which because it is a world champs, it actually, if you win the race in Montreal, your relay, you get an automatic qualifying spot for the Olympics in two years, which is actually really cool. And the winning country that, that automatically gets you two men's spots and two women's spots for the Olympics. So it would be a really big deal for a country like not a France or a USA or a Great Britain, oh, I'm going to take USA out of that because they have not proved to be up in the ranks of GB in France anymore. But say a country like Germany goes to Montreal and they automatically win and get their yeah. spots for Paris, that would be a really big deal. As I told you before, they're not going because they decided to uh, schedule their national champs on the same day, which was probably kind of dumb. But anyways, um, high stakes. <laughs> I-, I didn't really answer your question. Wow, I'm just realizing that now. Well, I... Uh, I just, it's fascinating for me to watch. I think the countries that probably cannot, that as of right now, aren't likely to get a, I'll call it a gold medal in the individual, right? It would be Germany, USA, and Australia. I, but I do think that those countries can pose problems in the relay against obviously what I think are the best relay teams and potentially have the best individuals, which are France and Great Britain. So I think if I'm watching the relay, those are the five countries that I'm looking at and then how they're, you know, choosing to pick their relay teams, I think, I believe will be interesting. Can can we talk about how Germany has now like kind of put themselves on the map for triathlon again? Because they've been gone for a long time and now they're like coming back into the fold, it seems. And yeah, and short, they, short I mean, triathlon. short course triathlon. And as much as we're seeing them on that World Series circuit, I think if you're looking at the World Cup and Continental Cup results, like I was noticing a lot of Germans in Kitzbühel this weekend kind of really showing up. And I think we saw over in Watulco, I need to look at those results. But yeah, just at the World Cups, they're definitely performing a lot better than they have been um, in that compared to the build up to Tokyo. So I don't really know too much about the interworkings of their federation, whether they had kind of a change of staff or how they, I guess, the structure of how they're operating their um, high performance model. But yeah, something has definitely changed or they're just, you know, everyone's changed water they drink and the food they eat. And they're just really good now. I think Ferris, Ferris also tan, uh, notable long course athlete won Kona in 2015, 2005, sorry. He, um, has kind of like came in and helped revamp the the federation from the short course field. So 
Maybe we can, we'll do some, we'll do some more digging and get some more information out for everyone about that. A German athlete did win the women's race in Watulco. Yeah. Yesterday. A German athlete did not win the men's race, but it was also not Tyler Mislachuk who got second out. Yeah, he got pipped, didn't he? Because that would have been three in a row or something, wouldn't it? Yeah. Spanish was... Athlete, it was a Spanish athlete beat him. I can't, a guru, 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 I'm struggling. Genius growl. Growl. I didn't have it in front of me. I wasn't just reading it badly. I was trying to remember his name, by the way. That's, That's pretty just... good then. You got Thank the G. You. Yeah, I, I G -G. wasn't reading it that badly, I promise you. G -G. So... Shall we move on to some of the longer course races we have? Because we actually have three quite good races with at least something interesting in in all of them. Um, Elsnor we've sort of touched on. Uh, the start list is uh, fairly stacked, but it's definitely showing these European or these regional championships are not what they once were. And I think that's because of the PTO races, huge prize money coming up, the Collins Cup, two, and then two Ironman World Champs this year. People just don't have the, the time. And by time, I mean like, time of racing per year in the legs to do it but you've got daniel backgard chris lifeman's on the list i'm not sure he's racing it mickey taghold david McNamee, uh pablo Depine is on there as well anthony costas is on there um yuri cullen's on there as well off the back of a very good win um so the men's list has got quite a big field it's got four to 36 people and then the women's you've got a better race i think potentially with emma pallant brown holly lawrence ellie salthouse coming across ash gentles on the start list um and Reichman, and then Ruth Astle's on there as well. So there's a good battle at the front there. If if Ashley Gentle's there, Ali Selhouse is there, Emma and Holly, if they're Holly, all racing. Holly's not going to be racing. Holly's not racing, okay. Yep. So that's a really good trio at the front of that race anyway. Um, but I, I think a big thing is that actually it's not, you know, there's no Lucy Charles here like there often was before. There's no, there's none of the, I mean, Daniel Backer is probably the biggest name on there with Emma Pallant. So yeah, they've definitely been watered down a little bit, I would say. I would say Daniel kind of wins this one. You would think so, though. It won't be easy for him. Like, yeah. It, the men's field, there's so many people now capable of running a 111 off the bike. Like, that's the new standard. So yeah. it's, it's, you still have to perform really quite well to take a win anywhere else. Uh, but the big one, so we've got Ironman Frankfurt um, coming up. So this is the European Ironman champs. Uh, it's a traditionally really hot race, and it looks like it will be again this year. Um, and we saw the battle between uh, the BMC boys last year, Patrick Nielsen and uh, Christian Hogenhard taking it. But they're both racing again this year. Uh, Brasmus Fenningsen's there. I'm, he's been injured, hasn't he? So I'm not sure what sort of shape he's in. Uh, Dennis Chevrolet's there. Very, very good French athlete. Um, and then the list goes down a bit. There's Matthias Pettersson, Peter Heemrich's there. Um Hamburger, do you mention him? And Josh Hamburger's there as well. Yeah, he's, he's a long way down the list on um, Forston's rankings, which is interesting. So Patrick Nielsen's the, the clear favourite there in terms of time, but he's not the favourite in terms of consistency. Because what it doesn't take out is um, what what uh, Thorsten doesn't really show is how often he DNFs. So if yeah. he finishes, he probably wins, but yeah. there's a very good chance he DNFs. Yeah. And he already has a Kona slot, so I, I was... Concerned. I didn't know for sure if he had a Kona slot, but looking at the list, uh, the Kona start list that Thorson's uh, put he, together, he, 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 Patrick, he did Nielsen, get a slot. Patrick Nielsen doesn't have one. Patrick Nielsen does not. Josh Hamburger does. Does so, yes, correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there is there is quite a number of what is there three three slots for the men? Yeah, there is. Yeah. 
so it's it, it's a big it's a big race, isn't it? There's always one there. There's three slots for men and one for the women there. Um, the women's race is uh, it, it's not as quite as deep. Sarah Svensk there, who had that phenomenal race in Chattanooga, though you could argue that was the speed of the course. And Danielle Blachmal, um, Susie Cheetham won't be racing though. She's on that list. Like Caroline Leader is probably after her slot there. Uh, Leanne Fanoy, like there's there's still that slot up for grabs. Um, I'm more excited for France because I want to see Rudy von Berg take on Ironman. How do we think he goes? Uh, I think that Rudy is... I almost want to say Rudy's more built for Ironman than he is for 70.3. By built for, you mean like his his profile of racing, like how he races? Yeah, how he races from the front and a good enough runner that he can kind of hold his own after a strong swim and bike. I, yeah, I mean, I don't see. I mean, I don't. You know, I think it's um, it's tough to just say like you know how they're going to perform going up from seventy point three performances to to Ironman. But I think you know he's been he's been trying you know to put in some some good work on the bike, and I would imagine he's also doing the same on the run. It's just going to depend how he does that last twelve k on the run. You know, I think it's it's all just going to come down to that. So it's like if you can rehearse fueling and practice that, but um, I don't I don't see a reason why he would struggle to at this distance. No, I think he's probably very very handy at this, and this is like home to him, a second home to him, isn't it, Nice? So yeah, I'm excited to see that. Joe Skip's on the list, but he's actually not doing it. He was meant to do it. He decided to do sub eight. He is doing the race, but he's doing a swim, bike, and twelve k the run. And the reason he's still there is because his stag do is in town. Um, and a bunch of his mates that are coming to his stag do are doing, or bachelor party, whatever you guys call it, are um, are doing Ironman France, and they've all bullied him into, you've got to still do some of it. So he's going to do a swim bike, he says 12k the run. If he's winning by 10 minutes, let's see how that turns out. Um, and then he's going to spectate his mates and get on the piss in Nice for his stag do. I think it's brilliant. Yep. Wait, it's for his stag do? Yeah, he's getting married soon. Joe Skipper is? Yeah. Wow, yeah, he's, he's, he's been he's been with his partner Laura for a very very long time. She's a doctor, um, yeah, very supportive. She's at a lot of his races, so yeah, no, they're they're hitching the knot. Um, wow, nice. Will she yeah. be at the race, even though it's the bachelor party too? Oh, that's a good question. I should have asked him. I would guess not. She, like I said, she's a doctor. I'm I'm not sure she travels to all his races, um, but yeah, interesting. In the women's side, um, I, I, Justin Matthews down. She DNF'd in Luxembourg today, and she's come off the back of a bit of an injury and period off. So I'd be surprised if she actually chooses to race this, especially if she's kind of qualified. Then you've got Manon Gen, Alexander Tondrua, and Svenja Toes are some of the bigger athletes racing. I, I mean, it should be if Manon, if Justin Matthews doesn't race it, it's a win for Manon, I would say. Yeah. Uh, mm. 70.3 Montremblant. Big weekend this weekend for the uh, Canadians. Uh, Big we will mention, Canadian. mention a name that we haven't mentioned in about five or six weeks. Uh, Lionel Sanders will be racing at 70.3 Montremblant. Uh, going head to, get, head to head against Jackson Laundry. It's tea. Brent, Don't worry. I'm not, I'm not drinking just because I heard the name Lionel Sanders and I started drinking. Brent Jackson McMahon, Laundry. Eric Lagerstrom. Cody Beals, uh, Taylor Reed, Nick Chase. Um, you would, you would who who wins that? Is... Lionel does Lionel win easily, Pat? 
Yeah, Lionel wins easily. There, I said it. <laughs> he's on one. He's on one against Jackson this year. So I, I mean, I'm look, just gonna say, I'm just look, gonna say. They, they do. Um, the, the scoreboard is Jackson Laundry one and Lionel zero. So I think. Um, so I was thinking, Pat, is um, if Lionel wants a lighter bike, can he not just use the UCI Canyon instead of his old Canyon? Have Canyon thought about giving him the UCI model rather than his disc brake uh, rim brake one? Um, I think <laughs> everything is probably you know supply chain has been a really hard part of this, Mark. And right. Yeah. I think we've. Uh, I think Lionel has a plan for for the future uh, on Sweet. what he would be using. Yeah, I I don't know. I honestly I don't know what. I mean, I don't sit and talk about equipment with him, so I have no idea. I assume what he's using, but assumption is the mother of all f-ups, especially so, when it comes to Lionel. Especially when it comes to Lionel. So you know, there was there was. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure, but I think no matter what what shoes he's using, my my son is vacuuming. Um, so I apologize for the noise. I don't know what oh, bike he's it. using. Regardless of what bike he's using, I do think he wins by two minutes. Nice, big. Speaking of, bikes, if you see though, if you see Lionel riding a black canyon, then you'll know that the supply chain issues have been solved. So speaking of bikes and UCI bikes, did any of you see the tour, the time trial on the Tour de Suisse today with the new Pinarello Baldy? They were riding a prototype, uh, the new Pinarello. It's a very different cutout shape, and it's all blended out. It looks super cool. So I'm wondering if there's a triathlon model that will follow it. Yeah, interesting. And was that was that one rim brake or disc brake, Mark? Because Pinarello's kind break. of been, that's been disc one break. of the yeah. No, it's disc brake Pinarello Baldy uh, UCI legal bike. Um, and Garrett Thomas was only three seconds off Remco Vanapol on it today. So wow. can't be slow. No, no. Wow. Have we got anything else to talk about this week in particular? Uh, there are women racing at Montremblant as well. Don't Apologies. Don't this yeah. up. Uh, Tamara Jewett, Melanie McQuaid, Allie Brower, um, Sonia Canto, who raced 70.3 Eagle Man, got second place there. Um, Flora Duffy was on the start list, but I don't know that uh, she will be participating. She said maybe. Oh, man. Is there a world that she does the WTS no. CES race and Montreal? No. So no. is she is she going there and just deciding one or the other, Chelsea? Or is she doing is she not on the start list for for Montreal? She pulled off the World Series. I don't I have no idea. I haven't asked her directly, but I think uh that the the Montreal isn't one hundred percent out of the question. But I can't imagine she flies there and then decides. I think it would be a decide and fly kind of mission. Right, right. Don't quote me though. I'm over here in Austria, a little out of the loop. Wow. You're her top training partner. Her favorite training partner and confidant when it comes to critiquing the show as well. Yeah, well, she knows I talk to you guys, so you know she can't. Oh, man, <laughs> we got wow. savage by we got savage by Flora last week, and me and Pat took it real bad. It was like, a, it was a, I just wanted examples of how we got it wrong. That's all. Yeah, Chelsea couldn't provide much. the correct constructive format. I gave it was all it was was all it was was you're wrong, and then I was like, that's great. How am I wrong? I just want everyone to know how hard it was for me to listen to you guys and not be able to speak. And all I could do was 
type in a text message. Text. Just hope you're going to read oh, that. Well, and see, see you, you get some bonus points for that. It wasn't um, easy emotionally. Mar- Mar- Sorry, Mark Mount Tremblant. I didn't hear any pushback on the, on the gap that Lionel wins by. What was your What were your thoughts? No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, I think Lionel's just in great form at the moment, and the S Jackson Laundry won uh, motion side, but. I just don't see him beating Lionel again. I just I, I thought that was quite exceptional. I also think the smaller the field, the harder it is for some of those boys to win because the pack gets smaller and Lionel doesn't yeah. need a pack. That's a, just a just a take of mine. Yeah. Though yeah. Eric Langstrom, I would put ahead of Jackson Laundry after his performance recently. I think he's certainly on the up. Yeah. Well, um, I'm Eric for beating Lionel. You heard it here first. Jeez, uh, come on. We're all fans of Eric Chelsea, but come on. <laughs> Someone's got to make bold predictions, Pat, and it's gonna, not going to be you. Oh. oh, she's not wrong. Um, have we got any wild cards this week? I can see two written down here, and I'm not quite sure what they allude to. So in the wild cards, what have we got? So PTO posted on their Instagram uh, recently about who you want to have the wild, wild card slot for the PTO race in Canada. My oh. question is... Do we want athletes that are come from short course that haven't really proved themselves in the long course field that just get slots and then come up and turn up to these PTO races? Or do we want the athletes that are ranked 50 through 100 that kind of have been playing the game that they deserve a chance at the PTO cash? Can you add that the short course athletes, when they do do that and they come up Without any experience, they always beat the long course athletes. You forgot that. Point. When did that happen? Because at Challenge oh, Daytona, they all all almost DNFs. Challenge yeah, Daytona like, wasn't it? There's loads. Like Vincent Louis has been schooled in it. Vincent Louis has been schooled lots of times. Um, the only one like, I would Johnny say Brownie, that could Johnny compete Brownie would be the only one I would say could compete would probably be Martin Benriel. Okay. What about Christian? Yeah. I mean, Sorry, that wasn't a good example. My, Christian's he's, he's a long course right. now. Yeah. Okay, but my question is, for the wild cards, are we accepting the fact that they can pick them however they want and it's totally PTO's discretion? So yeah. they can say, we're going to do a fan favorite. We're going to do, yeah. we think the race is in Edmonton. Matt Sharp won yeah. a cool race this year. We're going to bring him up. Like they, We're going to accept that for the wild cards, they can do whatever they want. I think then the question becomes, it's my understanding in the case of the women's race, the women, how many, there's 35 slots or 45 slots plus five wild cards. I think it's 50 total slots. Are they going to fill, are they going to fill 45 or, or the, and then add two, five wild cards or what is, because the question will be, what if 10 slots are open? Are they just going to keep rolling down? Or are they going to say like, look, we're going to take the best athletes on our list in the top 50 and then we're just going to cap it at five wild cards. And if there's 42 people in the race, so be it. Yeah. So they they will obviously, there will, there will be athletes in that top 45 not racing. But I do know that the, the PTO are doing a very good job of being persuasive, trying to get the great attendance they've got here. They've got some troubles, obviously, because with the two Ironman world champs and then two trips across for the Europeans. So they've given them this little like, five-point bonus. And they, they have been very persuasive and, and good about advertising it. Plus, it's a huge prize pot. Um, so I think you'll see most of them. I don't know, Pat, is the answer. And I'm sure Sam Renouf can email and tell us um, the, the exact details on it. But I think it's carte blanche to choose whatever they want. 
Um, yeah. And I think that's a good thing. I, do, I personally don't think it should just roll down to the next in line because I think that will roll mid-50s deep. And that doesn't make the race better to watch. It doesn't make the sport better to watch. There are lots of other money-making opportunities in triathlon at the moment. And if you're 55, 60th in the world, you're not you're you're not there to win the race. So I, I would rather see, yeah, an ITU athlete get given the slot and spice it up personally. It's interesting. I don't know. I mean, I, I think if how they're trying to I'm I'm going off I don't know now. Is it so it's 50 people and they take 45 plus five wild cards, or do we not know that? Sure, number let's say that. Sure, let's say that. Well, why don't we promise to learn this and find the information out and we'll do it next week? All right. Because we otherwise respect. Then I'll keep my point for next week. You have hot takes. Go on. Is that okay? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, my first hot take for you. Actually, I don't know if these are hot takes. These are just things I want to say. So you know how you last week you were talking about B races and C races. Yes. Well, I think long course racing has some work to do because World Triathlon has already created. A races, B races, C races, and a really good point system to go along with that. And there's no people like Lionel being like, oh, that's a B race. Like everyone just knows, oh, World Cup, that's a B race. So why can't they do that? They can't do it because you have one world governing body who make that decision unanimously. Ironman, Challenge, Independent Races, PTO, they all have, but they would all have to agree. And you're not going to get them volunteering their races to be C races and guaranteeing that the PTO will be A races. And so I, I would be, I would way prefer it if it was like your short course, but it just doesn't work like that, unfortunately, because they're just, because it's a conflicted national governing body because they're run for businesses, not for sports integrity. Yeah. The, the PTO is probably the closest thing that's going to start doing this, obviously by the races that they're in charge of are going to start having additional points and so it will be more important on the total year-end points to perform at an edmonton and a and a world championships versus um a, a challenge roth for instance or something you know so they'll slowly start making it that way but chelsea you're right um i i want to just kind of run off of that point for a little bit and just talk about how good the coverage was for world triathlon at, at a world cup at a tier two race, a B race. And and so shout out to World Triathlon for that coverage last night and today. Oh, and Watulko. Mm-hmm. Did you watch? No, not not the whole race, but I've just obviously seen their expanded coverage and how they're how they're covering the sport. And and that's really uh progressed at the World Cup level in the last few years. They also this. had good coverage of this sea level race i was at yesterday so it doesn't stop to be there you go just to cycle back the top 40 ranked men and women pto professionals as of may 23rd will be automatic qualifiers to the pto canada open in the event any automatic qualifier is unable to race their spots shall roll down to the next ranked athlete provided however no roll down shall go past 50th so it can only roll down a maximum of 10 places. So if, t- if 11 of the top 40 don't choose to race, 51st yep. can't race. Yep. In addition to that, there will be five men and women selected as wild cards in accordance with the wild card selection criteria. I can't now find the wild card selection criteria. <laughs> That's... We're, we're getting there. We're getting there, Pat. By next week. It's, Charles and, it's 
Charles and Sam roundtabling. Whoever makes forth. whoever makes the, <laughs> the best impression on Charles and Sam, I would say. Which I which I think is fine. I think that's totally. I fine. think I think they I I got to the point with the PTO where I I think they have a bit of a prerogative. They're bringing so much money into the sport that if they want to make some decisions that that they believe is good for their organization and the sport, it's sort of yeah. fair enough. You know they they have trailblazed this. So I've I've done a bit of a role reversal there. That's weird. My my role reversal with the PTO is completely correlated to the more and more cap rises in the rankings and the higher the end of year paychecks look. It's it's un, it's unrelated, but it's uncanny, Pat. <laughs> you you have a different. That is like that is lines are just parallel. Um, <laughs> weird. Pat. Uh, I've got. Can I have a hot take that that I don't think Wait. we covered from? For, oh, sorry. Yeah, Chelsea, go ahead. Yeah, I have a second hot take though. This one's really quick because I didn't get to talk about leads last week. So this was an anonymous question from one of the racers in the men's race in Leeds. And this male asked if, or they requested that they start doing bike behavior penalties, similar to the way they do swim behavior penalties. And I wonder what you thought of that because and I know they suggest how much of a penalty Hayden world should have got or, but, I mean, probably a disqualification. <laughs> Oh, strong. But, but no, no, no. I, I'm serious, though. Do you think that there's any, like... They're going to have to, if they want to start policing that, they're going to have to fix the courses to allow motorbikes to be closer. I yeah. think it's actually a really good idea, um, but they will have to change the layout of courses to permit, uh, like, a like a, a, a true commissaire on a, on a motorbike. Does that mean that uh, Alistair Brownlee wouldn't have two gold medals because of his vulgar language on the bike or I don't think he ever took anyone out with a crash though. Yeah. He he emotionally crippled some people, but it was never physical. That's different than, you know, they would would have to see what the rules are. So verbal, verbal abuse is is still on the table. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as Josh Amberger called it, like dishing out a dose of PTSD. It's quite a description from Alistair was, Um, Mm. but no, he'd be fine on that front. I think legend. Chelsea, I think that's, I think that's a good idea. I think it's warranted. Cool. Me too. Um, There's no reason like, to be dangerous. So, like, I hope they, they don't listen to us. But we know that the PTO did. So when we suggested that uh, athlete, one of our listeners suggested that uh, the athletes do their own name pronunciation, um, Sam Renouf emailed us the next day saying, great idea, they're looking to see if they can make it work. They they do try and engage. So let's hope that the athletes get what they want yeah. on that front. It'd be very sensible. Yeah, I mean, they've... There's been moments in with World Triathlon where they've really, you know, tried to clean up the swim. You could say whether or not that's working or not, but they've definitely they've definitely made an effort into it. Um, you know, I think that there was I remember a really bad false start that they didn't call in Abu Dhabi and they made an effort to improve that for future races. So I think this because by putting uh, giant speedboats in front of the race like they did in Tokyo, <laughs> yeah, just directing exactly. people backwards with the propellers. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so that was one. Uh, yeah, I think that I think that's a good idea, Chelsea. It wasn't my oh. idea, but I just thought I'd share the idea. Yeah. Anyways. Yep. Proceed. Um, the other, the other one that I had that that reflecting on leads as well from last week is, and Chelsea, I'm happy that you're here for this. What do you what do you do if you're Gustav Eden? You probably decide what kind of racing you want to do in a 
dial up your training accordingly, right? Bye, Mark. Bye, team. I've got to shoot off. I put it in the chat, but Pat's not reading it. Oh, um, yeah, we're not reading it. Yeah, perfect. Love Sorry. you all. Um, we've got some guests this week. I'm going to do a little double podcast tomorrow with a very, very big hitter, pre-Roth. And uh, we've got some guests from Chelsea next week, I think. So okay. see you guys soon, and I'll, uh, I'll let you guys yeah. wrap up. If I'm Gustav Eden, are we still talking about this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like the guy, you know, he's just doing a bit of soul searching on what he wants to do for the rest of the year. And it's probably pretty hard to roll up to a race like Leeds after the six months of prep he's probably put in. But I think he's still the most popular triathlete in the world, despite getting last. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I it's just yeah fascinating and obviously and then you know it's but clearly he didn't you know give his best effort on the run but it was um something that it would you know it would shake a guy to his core obviously and go he's like, probably uh he's probably objectively the greatest 70.3 athlete in the world i would say probably of all time so focusing on that would be my main goal if i was a goose off but I'm not Gustav, and so. I wouldn't say his. I I can't imagine he's done with World Triathlon. I would have. I mean, no. I, I mean, I saw. I think he can yeah. still be very competitive yeah. in those races, and yeah, I, I imagine he still has some sort of Olympic aspiration. I know Norway is pretty set on getting a relay into Paris, and I would imagine he wants to be part of that. Yeah, I, I saw. Um... Alistair Brownlee in April of 2016 get almost dead last at WTS Gold Coast and then, you know, four and a half months later win his second gold medal. So obviously no no doubt to Gustav, but it's just like, poor. that's that's a super tough day. Yeah, I have to imagine he didn't go into that with incredibly high expectations. I'm sure he's a he always yeah. wants to do well, but I think he probably knew that uh, the odds were stacked against him based on where he was and where everyone else he was up against was. Yep. Wow. Okay. Um, any other hot takes from anyone? Good. I'm a little disappointed in this episode. We really got to go back to our picks. We got to start making picks again. And Do you so, want to make picks for Montreal? No, no, because I don't have the list. And Kyle does such a great job with those lists. And so I don't, I, I want to see the whole thing and then make them. But I think that that's, uh, that's the only thing I'm sad about with today's show is that we got to get, uh, we got to get back to the picks. I think we get so much fire from that. Okay. Listeners will be better next time with picks. We <laughs> yeah. Try. But next week, next week, we got a freaking massive, massive show next week with Roth coming up, Roth coming up. We got, I mean, I think there's like five, five or six races next weekend as well so and then we got to recap everything that's going to happen and then we got to recap everything that's happened from this weekend so we got a big show next weekend so i apologize to our listeners the show probably wasn't our best work but we'll be back next week so with more drama because we know kyle's here for the drama thanks guys i'm trying to decide if i want to take a last minute flight to montreal so i can go watch the wtcs race and then sure go watch Montreal. so uh for i'll sure. let you guys know if i make it Easy.